You're listening to Totten's Tom. Welcome to this week's episode of Titans Time. We are ready to dive into the week three matchup between the Minnesota Vikings and the Tennessee Titans. But first, let's hear a word from our official sponsor, Jacob Patterson. This is Jacob Patterson, official Titans Time sponsor, real estate agent for Caldwell Banker Southern Realty. If you are in the southern middle Tennessee area, whether it be Spring Hill, Columbia, or Lawrence County, call me today at 931-279-1707 for all of your real estate needs. Thanks, and let's have a great football season. Go Titans! What's going on, guys? Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. Don't go anywhere. We've got a great episode planned. Uh, We're going to be talking about the Titans and Vikings game and some of the players that the Titans need to respect going into the game, need to try to contain uh, so that they give themselves an easier chance to win. Also going to be talking about some of the key matchups and the keys to the game. Uh, And then we're going to be giving our score predictions. Before we get into all of that stuff, Tyler, Go ahead, give us a rundown on which players are going to be missing the game from each team um, and run through the injury report. Starting out with the Titans injury report, the three guys that we know are going to be out of this game are A.J. Brown with his knee. He has not practiced all week. He, I mean, let's face it. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. I would rather him still be out this week and just continuing to get healthy. That way we have him later in the season when we're getting to a lot more important games and even into the playoff run that we know we're going to make. Another guy that we are going to be missing is Chris Jackson in our secondary. He has a hamstring injury, and we know how nagging a hamstring injury can be for players. Another guy that's going to be out is Derek Roberson for the third week. I was afraid of that. With But he was a limited participant in practice on Friday, but it looks like his injury is actually listed as a illness. So maybe he's finally getting over the hump with his knee injury. And Next week, next week. Maybe next week he can be back. We are. It looks like we are going to see Vic Beasley. For the first time, though. And Darrington Evans. And Darrington Evans. So, And that's something we'll dive into more a little bit later on. Going to the Vikings injury injury report. Looks like they are going to be without two of their cornerbacks, Cam Dantzler and Mike Hughes. Uh, Dantzler's got a rib injury that's going to be keeping him out. Mike Hughes has a neck injury that's going to be keeping him out. They also have two guys that are questionable, and that is running back Mike Boone and cornerback Chris Boyd. He has a hamstring injury. So that's the injury report there, and both teams are going to be without some key players this week, but it definitely looks like the Vikings are going to be in worse shape than the Titans. You're listening to Tyler Staggs, and this has been the injury report. Um, no, also, um, Daniel Hunter, uh, he's going to be missing the game. I believe he's actually on injury reserve. Um, and Anthony Barr, linebacker, uh, they won't be listed on the injury report, uh, obviously because they're on injury reserve. And linebacker Troy Dye is on injury reserve. He got put on there Thursday. 
So they're very thin at linebacker. Um, and that is going to really open up the game for Johnu Smith. Uh, they were susceptible to tight ends last week. Uh, I can't remember that guy's name from the Colts. It's a really weird name. Um, but he had a great game after Anthony Barr came out. He had, he finished the game really strong. And so I would look for Janu. I would look for Ferkser. Uh, I think that they can play a really big role in this game, uh, just like Janu did. And even Ferkser did last week. Uh, they both played really good games. Um, so, yeah, Corey Davis, once again, I would say he's probably going to garner some more attention with A.J. Brown being out. But he handled it well last week, so he I probably going to be okay. He will bring – he will be getting more attention, but like I said, a lot of their main cornerbacks are out. So he's going to be going up against guys that are deeper down on their depth chart. And with the way he's been playing this year, that could be a lot of trouble for that Vikings defense. Honestly, the Vikings are so beat and banged up right now that it it could be a really tough game for them because their defense is just it, – it, they have just been slaughtered these past couple of weeks they the injuries are starting to stack up for them and they're in worse shape than we are yeah it's not doing them any favors but at the same time you know we got to hope our defense shows up to play this next week absolutely or else this Vikings offense that is loaded with weapons can but also hasn't been playing well that's true i mean they did put up 30-something points Listen, against yes, the they, Packers. they did. They put up 34 points against the Packers, but, but that the majority was in, of those points were in the fourth quarter. That's what I was going to get to is they were in the fourth quarter when they were already down. Um, I can't and even And the Packers' remember. defense was probably uh, a lot more laxed at that point because, you know, pretty much had the game sewed up at that point. So. We, we do have to get off the field on third downs, though. Our defense has to be able to get off the field at that point. I'd like for them to but, stay on, on on third downs. But hopefully on fourth down they'll be coming off. Well, I mean, stop. I'm just I'm just messing with you, man. Hey, we're all good. Easy, we're easy. all good here. But even with all those injuries on the Vikings defense, we can't overlook some people. Harrison Smith, you know he's going to be flying around the field. I made a whole segment of guys to respect. And here we are, already throwing one of my guys in here before we get into the segment. You have to respect these guys, and I know we you have this. You can't go into the segment now. I, I know we're not going into the segment right now. I was just mentioning some names that you cannot overlook on that defense. That's the point we, of the segment. Since we were talking about them being banged up. So just let me have my moment here, talk about them for a minute, and then we can move on. So Harrison Smith, that's just I'm just mentioning one of the guys that is still healthy on that defense that we are going to have to watch out for. Now, you can lead us where you want to go next. Um, so, I just kind of want to give kind of my thoughts on the Vikings so far this season. Uh, obviously, we've been talking about that their defense has been terrible so far throughout this season. Uh, giving up 34, 43, sorry, 43 points to Aaron Rodgers and the Packers and then 28 to the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, that's not something to be proud of going into week three of the season. From week one to week two, they have shown weaknesses both against the run and the pass. And the Titans, the run hasn't been what I have wanted it to be yet, but we know that they have that. And they've been solid against, uh, with the pass. So we know they have the ability with the run, and the pass game has already been solid. So either one of those could uh, 
really be bad for the Vikings. Well, teams are selling out on the run game right now against us. They are wanting to do everything they can to make sure that Derrick Henry is not the reason we beat them. They're wanting to make Ryan Tannehill beat them. And he's showing teams right now that, hey, you don't want to do that either because I will beat you. I will beat your defense down. I will carve them up, just throw dots all over the field to every one of my guys, and we'll go up and down the field scoring points on you. And one. And one. And if you don't if you don't get that, um, you should probably get on social media more often. No, I'm joking. Um, but Ryan Tannehill on the play where he was pretty much destroyed uh, by, gosh, what is that? That guy's name is Josh Allen. He, his name left my mind for a minute. Uh, threw it up, and Adam Humphreys brought it down for the touchdown. Ryan Tannehill yells out an M1, and Taylor DeWan uh, made sure that, you know, he let everybody know that Ryan Tannehill said that, and it's pretty awesome. So, anyways, uh, it, it's really up to Arthur Smith uh, whether he wants to put up points on the Vikings through the air or on the ground on Sunday. Uh, Kirk Cousins has already thrown four interceptions this season, three of those against a team that made Gardner Minshew look good. So if teams that make him look good play really well against the Vikings, then we should be in really good shape. I will agree with that. One thing I do want to say, and I'm not – I mean, an interception is an interception no matter what. But if you look at that game against – the Colts, one of the interceptions that Cousins threw was right at halftime where he tried to throw a Hail Mary and get them some points on the board. So, I mean, you know you're going to have just a gathering of people down there. So there's a high chance that it gets intercepted. So it's just a situational interception there. And then another interception that he had from what I've seen he put the ball on the receiver's hands. It was thrown behind the receiver a little bit, but he got both hands on it, went right through his hands into a Colts player's hands. So, granted, it still gets put down as interception against Kirk Cousins, but it's one of those things where those could have easily... I'm not going to take up for Kirk Cousins this week. He's This week, he's the enemy. Oh, he is the enemy. I'm just... I don't want to overlook him just yet. Well, why don't you put him in your who to respect uh, portion of the podcast? Um, so the Titans secondary is beat down, and I mean, honestly, if they have their edge depth back um, with Beasley, a little bit of depth there, uh, more than we've had in recent weeks, if they can get him uh, back and actually playing, uh, they can put some pressure on Cousins, and maybe he'll you know throw it right into the hands of the the secondary just well, like he has in recent weeks. I think there's a very good chance we are going to see our edge rush and just our defensive line in general getting to Kirk Cousins quite a bit because I've seen one of the Colts defensive linemen take a Vikings offensive lineman with one hand and just shove him back on his butt and get right back there to Cousins. I mean – he bench pressed this man with one hand, threw him down, and was in the backfield. So, talk yeah. about who to respect. So, who to respect? Let's move into that portion of the podcast. 
Uh, I'm going to start it off with Dalvin Cook. We have got to contain Dalvin Cook. He has, I mean, he hasn't broken 100 yards yet this season in a game, but he has scored some touchdowns, and we're going to have to keep him from really making his mark on this game. I think if we could hold him under 75 yards and don't allow more than one touchdown, then we'll be in pretty good shape. The Colts were able to manage that, so I think that we can too as long as you know our defense really improves this week from their performance last week because obviously James Robinson uh, was able to break a few big runs, but I think that they're going to get it together. Uh, Jalen Brown needs to have uh, a better performance. Rashawn Evans needs to really come out and uh, uh, play a good game. And, you know, if, if our linebackers can step up like we know they can, then I think we're going to be able to contain Dalvin Cook pretty well. I agree with you on Cook being a guy that we have to respect. Right now, looking at the Titans defense and rushing yards allowed per game, they are ranked 24th, and in yards per attempt, they are ranked 29th. So, you know, it really depends on what run defense we're going to have show up. I feel like we done pretty good against Denver in week one about not allowing guys to just run all over us. And we done really good in the first half against the Jaguars. But in the second half, our run defense fell apart. We didn't have guys filling the lanes. We had a lot of missed tackles, bad angles, and the Jaguars were able to run all over us in the second half. And if that's the run defense that shows up, we could be in for a long day against this Vikings offense and Dalvin Cook because, I mean, he is, like you said, he hasn't broke 100 yards yet this season. But if you start thinking about some of, like the top 10 running backs in the league right now. I think Dalvin Cook is probably a name that comes to a lot of people's minds. Oh, absolutely. Because he absolutely. is he's very dynamic and can make people miss, and he also has a little bit of power to him. My first guy that we have to respect, I'm going to stick with the offensive side of the ball and say Adam Thielen. I mean, Don't have to respect him if Kirk Cousins can't get him the ball. If he can't get him the ball, then you know that's great. But if he is able to get him the ball, Thielen is a guy who can rack up catches, rack up yards, and make some tough grabs in order to get touchdowns and first downs. And I have a feeling that you know that may be one of the main guys that Cousins looks to on third down to try and move the chains. So, you know, even if like you said, if Cousins can get him the ball, Thielen's a guy that we have to respect. I mean, his route running is really good. One more guy that I would like to mention before we move into uh, some of the key matchups is Yannick Ngakwe. Of course, coming from the Jaguars. Uh, just got to make sure that we keep him away from Ryan Tannehill. And I don't think that... Will uh, he be rushing on the... Uh, side that Taylor Lewan is blocking on. You know, uh, I, I, I believe he's listed as a right end, which means if you're looking at it from the defensive side, if he's the right end, he's going to be lined up against our left tackle, which is Taylor Lewan. And if that's the case, I'm not that worried about him. I think Lewan is going to do a really good job in making sure that he keeps him contained and a non-factor well I, I would hope so um 
you know, they could just as easily also switch, you know, switch him to the other side, either way, whatever side that he is on. Um, and I would expect him maybe to come off of one side quite a bit and then maybe the other side a little bit during the game just to kind of mix things up and give a different look. Um, but I, no matter which side he's coming from, we've got to make sure that he's accounted for and that he's not getting back there in the backfield. Um, and I think that they're going to be able to do a pretty good job of that. I mean, they've gotten to see quite a bit of him uh, with him being at Jacksonville. Uh, so, you know, they should have enough knowledge and enough film uh, on him that they can keep him from making too big of an impact. But at the same time, you never know. He is a, a, a great football player, and if he shows up, it could be trouble. It could be, but at the same time, like you mentioned, the Titans are going to make sure that they game plan you know, on how to keep him out of the backfield and maybe some double teams to keep him from being as big of an impact on the game. I'm going to go ahead and throw out one more uh, guy that we have to respect or watch out for, and that's going to be Kyle Rudolph. I mean, because we've we've been shredded by tight ends so far. We have. So Kyle Rudolph is another guy, and again, Cousins has to be able to get him the ball. But if he's able to get him the ball, Rudolph can be a reliable target for Cousins. Yep, I mean, and a touchdown machine. He exactly. He's been big for the Vikings in the past, and you know we just can't let him beat us. You know, first half against Denver, the tight ends. You know, tore, tore our defense apart. So we have to make sure that that doesn't happen this week. So uh, on to our key matchups. Uh, the key matchup that I'm going to throw out there, uh, if Kirk Cousins can actually get himself together and put together a, a good game, uh, I think that we're, I think we're going to do a good job of containing Adam Thielen. I really do. I think that the matchup that we need to watch out for is going to be Justin Jefferson and whoever is on him. Hoping it's Christian Fulton. Uh, I'm. I would be excited to see that. That'd be a good matchup there. It would. It would. Um, I would be super excited to see that. I hope that it's Christian Fulton that is matched up with him. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and throw it out. Christian Fulton and Justin Jefferson is my key matchup. Watch for it, and hopefully, uh, if if Fulton is matched up with him, uh, he's going to be able to lock him down. My key matchup is going to be whatever linebacker, uh, because I have not studied the Vikings team enough to know that. I think what, they picked up Todd Davis, uh, and then, of course, they've also got Eric Kendricks. But whatever linebacker is going to be matched up against John o. Smith. It could even be Harrison Smith. I mean, and that's another with the speed that he has, you know, why not? Or Anthony Harris. It, it could be Harrison Smith. But whatever guy you commit to him to stick with him for the game, you have to think, can they give up putting that person on Jonu and leave people like Corey Davis and Ferkser, Adam Humphreys, those guys matched up against someone else? Because as we mentioned, their secondary is banged up. So if you put one of your main guys on Jonu, then we're probably going to have a mismatch somewhere else. I think if that happens, you're looking at probably a big game from Corey Davis for, you know, I would I would say last week was a big game, so third week in a row, big game from Corey Davis. 
I believe I seen a stat that said uh, all of Corey Davis's catches have this went year for first downs. Have went for either first downs or touchdowns. Yep. So that's huge right there. So uh, on to the Titans time keys to the game. Tyler, what is your key to the game for Sunday? My key to the game is going to be uh, getting to the quarterback again. Okay, okay. Uh, I think they need to get after Kirk Cousins and make him uncomfortable because you know after starting 0-2, the Vikings' offense is going to be coming out with a vengeance trying to make something happen. So they need to get back there to him. They're getting Vic Beasley back, which means that Landry and Clowney can maybe get some rest every now and then, get out there with more energy, and get to Cousins and make sure that he's not the reason that we you know, possibly lose this game. Again, You know, I don't think we'll get into that here in a minute, but don't let Kirk Cousins beat us. Yeah, I agree. And I think that with this, having one more edge rusher, I think that having Vic Beasley back is really going to help. And I think that you're probably going to see Clowney being more well-rested uh, on important downs. And I think it's going to be a big week for him. So, at least I hope. Um, and my key to the game is going to be very similar to my week one key to the game. Uh, and it's not necessarily going to be, don't go away from the run, but it's going to be make sure that this is the week Derrick Henry gets rolling. Uh, this is a week that the Vikings defense is banged up and you need to make sure that you take advantage of that, whether it's jumping out to an early lead, um, from, you know, throwing the ball and, you know, jumping out with a couple of pass touchdowns, uh, or just starting with the run. Either way, make sure he's able to get rolling this week, get in the end zone, uh, rack up over 100 yards, whatever it takes, uh, just make sure that it happens. Well, since that is your key to the game, you will like what my bold prediction is going to be for this Shoot, game. go for it. I believe my bold prediction for this game is I believe that Derrick Henry is going to get going. I think he has... 170 rush yards and two touchdowns. He shoots and he misses. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. I would love to see that. And that would really be going back to the end of last season. That would be Derrick Henry in his final form. It would be. And I mean, there, you know, there's been, they've been talking about this. There's just a couple things in the run game that they need to improve on right now. He's still. You know, he's the second leading rusher. According to what you right said now. last week or this week on uh, our Titans and Jaguars post game, uh, they need to be running it out of the shotgun. And maybe that's having Darrington Evans back is going to help. By the way, it is because he's going to provide some more change of pace for him. But you know, again, going back to your bold prediction from last week, you said Tannehill was going to throw for. Four touchdowns. Four touchdowns, and he did. Uh, I'm, I'm, me one, you none on the bold predictions so look, far this hey, year. We're going to keep a tally on that. We can keep a tally on that. The and point, we've got to have our party. We do have to have that party. The point I'm getting at is you made that prediction for a team that 
we have usually ran the ball all over that Derrick Henry has dominated. So you were leaning more towards the pass game. This game, when our pass has been more effective than our run so far because teams have been selling out on the run, I think maybe the Vikings start playing a little back to keep that play action and just keep Ryan Tannehill from beating them. And I think Derrick Henry gets going. I think he breaks a big run or two, ends up with 170 yards and two touchdowns. 170 and two big ones. Um, I don't know. Maybe. I'd be happy if it if it does happen. Um, I'd be happy with two. And I mean, the whole point of a... I'm not going to put my name on it. The whole point of a bold prediction is I, yeah, I putting agree. something I agree. crazy I, out there. I hear you. I hear you. Um, so, my bold prediction for this week, Jadavion Clowney, going to end up with two sacks. That would be huge. You know, you're, uh, you're key to the game. I like how our bold predictions match up with each other's key to the game. And this is not something that we have rehearsed. I mean, this Absolutely was our first not. time hearing um, each other's keys to the games and bold if you want, If you want me to be completely honest, my bold prediction, I just came up right with right now sitting here. I literally had not I mean, thought about it before right now. I was just thinking about it earlier today and because I knew we were going to be recording tonight. So, yep, I just come up with it today. And I mean, so, if you look at the Vikings defense right now in yards allowed per game, they're 29th in the league. So, you know, maybe it happens for my bold prediction. Maybe. Uh, I would like to see another one of ours come true. And if they do come true, once again, it's going to put the Titans in a good position. I know we kind of say that every week, and it's kind of like Captain Obvious. But um, score predictions. Let's go ahead and get into those. Tyler, what have you got? All right. So, if you go back and watch our YouTube video where it's here, Tyler's we, monologue. Where we talk about our season predictions for the Titans and their record. In that video, I said that the Vikings were going to beat the Titans on a last-second field goal and win 27-24. to Given everything that's happened the past couple weeks, uh, because we recorded that video long before all of these injuries. We should have never done else, that. Never, ever done that. We should have waited a little bit closer to the season. Absolutely. But given everything that's happened, I am going to go against what I said on that video. I'm going to have the Titans going 3-0 and this week, winning against the For the, the first time since 2008. And I believe the final score is going to be the Titans 28, Vikings 17. 28-17. I am... Hmm... I am going to give the Vikings 10 and the Titans 21. I don't think it's going to be uh, as high scoring of a game as last week. Titans 21, Vikings 10. Even with the Vikings uh, being down on into their depth at corner? I think that it's it's going to be a game that Derrick Henry uh, does run more and has more success running the ball. And I think that that's going to eat up a lot of clock. And, you know, as, as a result of that, I think there's going to be less scoring. And I think drives are going to be longer. Um, so, yeah, 21-10. All right. Either way, we both have the Titans going 3-0. and um, you know, I think we both now, for, just for the record, 
we have changed what we said yeah, in so, our season I mean, from, predictions. From now on, those are not even relevant anymore. We don't even have to mention them. Next year, uh, we're not going to do one so early. So I, I think that's a good move. I agree with you there. But it was so hard when the schedule came out to, to not go ahead and do it. Right, just talk about it and yeah, give our yeah. thoughts on right then. So, um, and I, I think everybody that gives predictions, uh, if you if you give a prediction two months ago and then you have to do it, uh, you know, in the present, two months later, probably going to be some changes. So, and you know, maybe there's times where it's just the hype getting to us of, man, the Titans have come out, they're two and zero now, which I had them predict. I predicted them to be 2-0. and And I did not. So, but just now being here, you don't want to see your team lose. Absolutely not. And I'm, I mean, you know As that, long as they keep winning, I'm not predicting them to lose. Exactly. I mean, you know that more than likely a loss will happen, but you don't want it to whenever you're doing, whenever you're recording a podcast like this, looking at the game that's going to be happening this weekend. You don't want to say, man, they're... I think they're going to lose this one. And it would be big if they could win this game because then the next week they play the Steelers and then the Bills. So it could be huge going into this game with another win and being 3-0. and Because if they're going to have a loss, one of the next two weeks uh, would be one of the ones that it, it would happen because two tough games are coming up. They are. Uh, guys, we're super excited about the game. Make sure that you get in touch with us and you know just talk with us about the game. We love talking um, to anyone about Titans football. Just love talking about Titans football in general. That's why we you know, decided that we were going to make a podcast, is to just talk. Um, but as much as we love talking into the microphones, we also you know love it when someone is you know talking back with us about Titans football because I honestly really get uh, annoyed talking to Tyler so much. Uh, so get in touch with us on social media. Find us on Twitter at Titans underscore time on Instagram, Titans time podcast on YouTube, Titans time podcast and our website, Titans time podcast.com. Also find us on Facebook, Titans time. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast, leave us that five star rating and leave us some comments, leave us some questions. We check those questions and reviews every day. So we'll make sure that if you leave a question, we get it answered on our next podcast. Tyler's not that bad. Uh, he's, he's not that bad. So so get on Twitter, Titans underscore time. Talk with us. Talk with Tyler, even, even though you probably don't want to. But anyways, go out and do it. Make him feel good. This has been Titans Time. And as always, tighten up.